morning. Good at the morning. Good morning. Good at the morning. Hi, I'm Selena Gomez from Wizards of Waverly Place, and you're watching Disney Channel. I'm drawing, I'm drawing the Mickey Mouse. I drew it. Man, how lit were those? When they just had every child actor ever drawing Mickey Mouse. Yo, my ship paused because my cat stepped on my keyboard, so... This is Good After Morning. My name is T Morg. And I am live from the Beats by Dr. Dre Super Zoot Blunt Lab and Podcast Center brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre, Volume 4. Folks, I am on two hours of sleep. I'm dead. I went to Michigan on Thursday afternoon this past week to work a booth at the NASCAR race there at the Michigan International Speedway. The locals call it MIS. So I was being a NASCAR boy all weekend and honestly, it was a great time. It was awesome. I'm tired as fuck because I basically stood and talked to people for three days straight. But also, we had an insane travel day. It's actually today, technically, is still my travel day. Like, I just got off work a little bit ago. I had to go into the office at the end of all this. But, basically, we went to the race that our car was in on Sunday. But due to just how flights worked... We were not going to be able to stay for the entire race. And especially because they kept delaying the race because of rain. So the number 15 car in the the latest race is ours. And they actually just wrapped it up today. They're probably done now because there was a bunch of rain. So they paused the race at like 76 laps or some shit and finished it up today. We were watching it in the office. And... um our boy was doing good. He was in the top 20 whenever I left, which is crazy because yesterday he was like literally dead last the whole day. They had some problems with the car, and uh, eventually it just completely stopped working. Like, it just... <laughs> he came on one of the straights, crossed the finish line, and then like you could just tell, you know, because he was kind of battling like three, maybe four cars for like the last four or five positions. And he was ahead of a couple of them and, you know, doing his thing. And then all of a sudden you just see his, like, you could just visibly see it just die. And they gave us headphones because we were, like, in the pit. Um, They gave us headphones that you could, like, hear the, I don't even know, like, I guess the head dude and one of the spotters. Like, you can hear them and the driver. And uh, that was pretty, that was really cool actually because we watched two races. I've never been to any NASCAR shit before. So, like, I'm not, I'm not like super naive to like race culture and like race and redneck culture because there's a lot of that around where I'm from. But the NASCAR peeps went a little hard. You know, it was fun. But, Watching those first couple races, which were amateur races, you know, we were kind of, like, one day we watched it in the stands, and then we watched it from the pit, and then we watched it from on top of this building that's, like, in the middle of the track. And I gotta say, on top of the building in the middle of the track is probably the best. Or, you get in the little booth thing, and they give you those headphones so you can hear what the fuck's going on, and then they had, like, a driving simulator on one of the screens in there so it was like it was showing the lines of the track from previous laps and it would also show um 
like in Mario Kart time trials, you know, the ghost cars. It would show ghost cars for you, but it also in real time showed every position of the other cars. So it was like literally a simulator and like they're making calls based off that and like the distances that they are from each other and like it was really cool to see it done like that intricately I guess or like that advanced but fucking NASCAR people bro they're a different breed it was America as fuck while I was there we stayed in the infield so this track is two miles long like the track itself it's a two mile long oval and the area within that track is campable and it was camped and it was filled to the brim of just trailers trucks like all this different shit people had mega setups like we were i was finding my way back to our the tour bus that we were staying in based off the location of a 20 foot tall inflatable monster can that somebody just had it was actually for sale they had a for sale sign on it (laughs) holy shit but I left last night from the race and I went to um, the airport in Detroit and our flight got delayed a couple times from like, I don't know, 8 o'clock, something like that. And then when we finally got on the plane and like we only had like a two, maybe like an hour and a half window between when that flight was originally supposed to land and when the next one was supposed to take off. So the window was tight already. And then we had a couple delays. And then when we finally got on the plane. <laughs> it's almost as like. It was like as soon as they let off the parking brake. This dude just throws up. Like six rows in front of me. Just for no reason. Like he never explained it. I never. You know I was pretty close to the situation. Like, close enough, I could hear what the hell they were talking about. And... (laughs) He, like, never... There was never an excuse. I mean, he left the plane. Thank God. So what if he was a zombie, bro? That might have been patient zero. But, of course... They have to stop the plane. Go back to the bridge. Let him the fuck off. And then they clean it up. And they have to have a crew come in and clean it up. So that delayed us like easily 45 minutes. So then we get to Dallas. We're flying from Detroit <laughs> to Dallas and then to Tulsa. And when we got to Dallas, we had exactly. 13 minutes from the time we were like stopped on the plane (laughs) to the time our next plane was taken off and we had five people that were flying with us and three of us were in like the back of the plane like I was hanging out with the pilots or not the pilots the stewardess is or what are they called now? Are they just stewards? <laughs> Flight attendant. Yeah. We on one. Um. I'll, oh, by the way, there's no video on this podcast because all my luggage is in a trailer that is being driven back <laughs> to Oklahoma. They're probably about halfway right now. Because due to how we had to leave and how tight it was for us to even take off, we um, we didn't go back to the bus. And I'm a drangle, and I didn't bring like my carry-on bag with me and do that. So uh, <laughs> I was traveling mega light, like I had nothing. 
on my possession was a lanyard, a clip-on name tag, my wallet, my phone, one belt, one pair of socks (laughs) that was in my side pocket. And that was it. I was full vagabond status. It was honestly kind of badass. Like, traveling light like that, like, I literally had nothing. Like, not a, not anything at all. If I would have had a phone charger, like, I could see doing, like, doing full travel days like that. Maybe some headphones, too. But, like, just traveling ultra light. It was not bad. Until... We get to Dallas. It's 13 minutes between the thingies. We finally got off the plane. The two guys that were further up in the plane that were in our group were able to run down the corridor, go up these stairs, catch like literally the very last train. So we were going in a giant circle, or that's how the building is. And there's trains that go either direction, you know, like a left and a right if you're standing there. (laughs) By the time we had gotten up to the thing, they stopped running the trains that went to the left. And our terminal was literally one terminal to the left. So instead, we had to get on the train that goes all the way around. (laughs) It comes back. And there's no other way to get to that terminal. You literally, like, you have to take the train. So, we were just instantly screwed. And then we're just running around the airport like idiots because we were like... If we sprint, we can make it. And like, (laughs) we just took off running down this one direction. And there was no end. Like, we got halfway down, like, Corridor F. Or whatever the hell it was. And (laughs) realized that it doesn't connect. Like, you have to take the train. (laughs) So... We ended up just walking back and doubling back into the airport and then having to like regroup and figure out what was going on. Because the gambit is that we needed to come into the office today so we can ship. And if we took a flight, which was one of our options, that would not allow us to do that because we would be getting here like when I'm recording this, you know, like two in the afternoon and all the mail gets picked up before then. So that would not work. So we ended up driving. We drove from Dallas to Tulsa. This decision was made at 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So we got into Tulsa at like 5.30-ish. Returned the car at Tulsa Airport. Got in my boss's car. Drove back to the office. I then went home. Fed my cats, assessed the situation. The little bastard got into my spaghetti. I don't know why, but he opened up every single pasta packet I had. Didn't look like he ate any of it. Maybe broke some of the dry spaghetti. But he, you know, went ahead and did that for me, so that was cool. And uh, I didn't get robbed, so that was cool. Um, I guess my, my booby traps did work. Man, how, how sweet are booby traps? 
like a nice tripwire. You know, you, if you you sent me a damn you sent me a damn snout trap with some fucking with some kibble in it, damn it. I'll show you a cop possum right there. <laughs> I'll show you a damn damn stuck coyote. <laughs> so I have a cousin that lives in Kansas that runs a bunch of traps. And they're all non-lethal traps. And he was like showing us his little trap line that he has. And it was it was like four or five like little can traps that like catch raccoons or possum or I mean I guess really anything that can reach in there, but it gets them if they reach in there and try to get this dog food. <laughs> and it just kind of snags their arm and then it's, you know, like chained to the ground. Like you just hammer a stake in the ground. And then we were checking those like every day that we were there. So me and my brother went up there to hunt for a weekend. And <laughs> we caught two possum. Two possum. <laughs> and he got so hype for both of those possums. <laughs> he absolutely loves it. Which I can get behind. I mean, that is cool. You set a trap and you caught something. If I was super hungry, I might eat a possum. I might eat a posse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holy shit. I am so tired, though. Um, after I assessed the situation, we got back to my off to the office that I work at, which is where my car was. Um, at like exactly six thirty in the morning, which is normally when I wake up. So I drove back to my house. You know, assessed the situation, took a quick shower got dressed <laughs> went back to work actually I went to Brahms and got Brahms breakfast and a large coffee do you know what you have to pay to get a bacon egg and cheese biscuit an order of like these little circular hash browns that are really fucking good and a large like mocha coffee it was five ninety two. Five ninety two. That's why Brahms is the goat, man. You can't get breakfast that cheap anymore. You don't see fives at McDonald's anymore. Like come on now. Damn bacon, egg and cheese sandwich at McDonald's run you about nine dollar. <laughs> Brahms really is the goat. They are the goat goats. I'm actually drinking out of that very same coffee cup that I bought right now. I don't know what I'd do without them. I don't know their MO. They're like... They're local to Oklahoma. And they only service an area so far outside of Oklahoma. So like there's some in northwest Arkansas. There's some in like southern Kansas. There's some in, like, northern Texas. And maybe even down to Dallas they have Brahms. They might. I think they do. Um, that's, like, the only area you can get Brahms be because of something with the milk. Like, they, their milk is fucking insane, first of all. Um, they have their own, like, farms their own dairy farms and they make all their own like ice cream and cheese and milk and all that shit and uh service all their fast food restaurants so i think to like guarantee fresher milk they only serve a certain region i think it's something to those lines do not quote me because i don't feel like looking it up but Brahms is indeed the goat. A chocolate milkshake from Brahms with one of their burgers, bro. <clears throat> oh. oh, mama. You know what I'm saying? 
Like that Johnny's my Bravo. Or maybe a Bravo's my Johnny, you know what I'm saying? Holy. So I told you all of that so I can tell you this. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Oh. And you know what? I can only really sleep for like three or four hours. And then I need to get back up so I can cast Call of Duty tonight. Bum bum. Bum bum. I'm on my fucking grind. <laughs> if I don't carry the boats, who will dig the moats? Or whatever David Goggins said. Oh. So I was on Brandon Edge's podcast, the Edged Up podcast. Check it out on Spotify. And I think he has it posted other places, but Spotify for sure. Um, me and Mr. Zayden Kirby were on that one and we were spitting hard facts and truths. So go ahead and go check that out. And actually I was also on another podcast and I've been regularly occurring on this other podcast for this, uh, cod league that I am casting in called the TOS podcast. And uh, you can find that on the Cool Guys Invitational YouTube channel. So, if you want to hear more teamwork out in the ether talking different shit, go check that out. In the most recent episode of the Cool Guys Invitational podcast, if you want to hear some good stories that I don't think I've told on Good After Morning, you're going to want to check that out because... Uh, I ended up spilling just some random... I, I kept saying, like, yeah, here's another little-known T-Morg fact, and then would tell him some fucking atrocity that I did. <laughs> so, I'm going to leave it to that. You gotta, If you want to hear some atrocities, go check out that podcast. I mean, honestly, one of them was about the the weed tampon that I did on this podcast. I believe I might be wrong. Do not quote me. Episode 50? I think it's called Taylor's Big Debt is when I put a THC-soaked tampon in my ass. <laughs> and then did a podcast with it. So I soaked it in THC lube. Yeah. <laughs> the original bit was supposed to be just a suppository. Because this dispensary that we would go to every now and then had weed suppositories. And they were like 100 milligrams. So I was like, holy shit. If I can boof 100 milligrams, <laughs> I'll be speaking facts. I'll put a pill in my ass. I ain't scared. But when I went there, they no longer carried the suppositories. And I was like, hmm. Well, chief, I just broke it down to the guy. I was like, I'm doing this podcast. And I was going to put that in my butt because we reached a certain goal. And... <laughs> What do you got in here that I could put in my butt to make me high? And he was like, oh, we got THC lube. And it did work. I did get high. It just felt like an edible high. You know, towards the end of that podcast, I got pretty wild. I, uh, I pulled it out live on the podcast as well. On the Good After Morning YouTube page, you can watch the highlight video that I made of that. Also known as Taylor's Big Debt. You might want to watch that. Um, my grandma has seen that. <laughs> the video that ends with me holding 
the used tampon that came from my ass next to my face. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yes, that's one of the atrocities. There's another one. And if you want to hear it, and you do want to hear it, because I'm actually listening to that podcast right now. I haven't had good service all weekend. It just came out this past Friday. But I haven't had good enough service or time, honestly, to watch it. So I was watching it earlier. I haven't gotten to an atrocity yet, but I know one's coming. (laughs) Dude, I, I like doing other podcasts. I mean, podcasting is just fun in general. Like, being able to... Just hang out and spit your shit. <laughs> Absolutely corrupt the youth. It's, uh, it's an intoxicating feeling, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm uh, Ivan Ooze. When he gets on the radio at like the amusement park or whatever... And he's telling all the kids to go buy his goo. (laughs) To buy his ooze. (laughs) That's me. I'm Ivan. (laughs) Ivan. What do you guys know about fucking Ivan ooze? (laughs) He's an absolute creature. He's from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. And if you haven't seen that, you're fake and not based. It goes it goes hard. I have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it, but if you were to watch like a quintessential 90s kid movie, like that's that's one of them for sure. Like that one goes hard. Oh man. I'm going to record this podcast and immediately go to sleep. I'm thawing out hamburger that I can fast fry whenever I wake up so I can just eat hamburger meat. (laughs) That's going to be, it's going to be my night. I have some fucking peppers and shit my mom gave me though. So maybe I'll have some peppers and cucumbers with my, with my fucking hamburger meat. (laughs) I've been basically on the carnivore diet since Megan and I broke up. And I feel pretty good, honestly. I've been working out a lot. I do not have it in me to work out today. I'm not that much of a soldier. There's no way I can. I'll cry. (laughs) I'll cry and then wither away. Fall asleep. But. I need to. Get back on my grind. Because that in conjunction with the carnivore shit. Makes me feel. Real good. And I'll still eat, like, fruits and vegetables and shit. But I'm just trying to stay as keto as possible. And then also, I do intermittent intermittent fasting. So I'm not eating until, like, 6 o'clock, basically, every day. And after 6, I just eat whatever the hell I want, mostly. But, you know... I'm not eating carbs. Um, And I've lost a lot of weight doing that. So I've lost the majority of my weight. So I'm going to keep doing it for a little bit. And just keep eating like a fucking... (laughs) Like a Sigma male. (laughs) Like a lone wolf. The lone wolf eats all the liver. He always gets the liver. (laughs) That's a Joe Rogan fact, number 444. <laughs> that dude talks about that shit all the time. 
You know the alphas, they, the alphas will actually go for the liver. They know that it's the most nutritious part of the wolf or the animal, so they they go for that first. Thanks, Joe. It is true, though. The liver is super nutritious. In that show alone, whenever what's his fuck killed that <laughs> killed that moose, that was the first thing he ate. Was the liver fried in some fat? Oof! Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're in the Arctic Circle and you end up killing a moose with your recurve bow? Your recurve bow, not a compound bow. You fucking you lung shot this moose from like fifty yards with a recurve bow. And then wait three hours for it to slowly die while you just kind of lay nearby and watch it. You then have to harvest this moose with a fucking, like, I think he just had, like, a are they called Leathermans? They're like a multi-tool or some shit. He harvested that whole moose with that. And then drug a bunch of it back to his camp and... He already had like this, or maybe he didn't. I think the dude built like a, this little stand thing where you could put all the meat so, you know, shit can't get to it. And you just put leaves all over it so the birds can't get it. And then like it just freezes because you're in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> but um, imagine you do that and then you eat some of that moose's liver fried in its own fat are you kidding me I would bust a nut that was probably the best tasting moose of all time that anyone's ever eaten probably not there's probably been people in more dire circumstances but homie was like 40 days maybe 50 days no he was like 30 to 40 days into the wilderness and if you don't know the premise of alone that's basically they send like 10 people um out into the woods and they're like separated by like tens 20s of miles and they give them a bunch of camera equipment they kind of teach them how to film themselves and then send them out into the woods where the last person to tap out wins <laughs> and, and it's pretty cool honestly um, they come and check on them and do like health checks like every two weeks so in between that time like you know those people are they don't see anybody and that's got to be pretty wild especially when you get like deep into it you know and they're coming and doing those health checks and like that's that's pretty much all you're talking to them. You know, they're not giving you anything. I hope. Like, imagine it was all a, it was all a sham. I'd cry, dude. I love Alone. That's such a good show. <laughs> like, it makes me want to go camping so fucking bad. And I think I will be in the next couple weeks, actually. Um, my brothers and my cousins are trying to go camp at this uh, creek we used to camp at like all the time growing up. We go to this creek several times throughout the summer normally. So it'll be my second time there this year. Because um, it is, it's fucking far from me now. Because it's like an hour for me to get, it's got, yeah that creek's like an hour and a half maybe an hour 40 away from me nah it's got to be an hour and a half so then we doing that that's going to be a blast i'll have to double check but this might be actually let me check right now this might be episode 68 and if it is indeed episode 68 then that means we are one away 
from the episode 69, folks. The big one. Sex number. Are you kidding me? (coughs) Okay, this is 67. Oof. We're so close. We're so close, boys. Hold the line. We'll get to sex number one of these days. And then we party. And then we... Dine with kings and Valhalla or some shit. We bust down the gates of Agartha with our uncircumcised penises. And we take what was ours. (laughs) I'm putting this cat on top of my head even though I don't have a camera. Oh my god. It jumped and hit the mic. How dare you? You fucking heathen. Why would you get into my noodles? My noodles. They're just dry. You didn't even eat them. I bet Grigio ate some. Grigio actually does eat those. It might have been her. I doubt it though. She's never done that before. And this guy has proven that he's a bag ripper opener. It's a pain in the ass. Raising kids, man. (laughs) Raising canes, man. Yo, honestly, fuck canes. I said it. Nah, I don't know if I'm fuck canes anymore. I'm far enough removed that I can stop saying that. Because there for a while, like, it really was fuck canes. Because I lived above one in college. There was one... Underneath my dorm tower, like the elevator that I went up every day to get to my room, shared a wall with the canes, (laughs) which was kind of badass a little bit. Like I was working that system hard. I would just go down there with a cup. I just had like a designated cup and I would go down there and I would get like three fourths unsweet tea and then like one fourth sweet tea. Because their sweet tea is insane. And I don't like extremely sweet tea. So I would go in there and brew me up something special. Like multiple times a day usually. (laughs) Or you know if I wanted a soda I'd get a soda. The real move though. Was when me and my dorm buddies would want to be... Uh, would want a drink or something, and we want we needed mixers. I would just go down there with a gallon jug and just fill it full of like high C or Sprite or whatever the fuck. Just take all the high C. Uh, we did that on like my buddy had like this two. It wasn't even a gallon. It was like a two gallon jug, and I would go down there and just and. You know, it's just all college students in there. And, like, there was a door directly in front of the beverage thing. And never not once did anyone say anything to me <laughs> when I was doing that. I just walked in there, would fill it up, and just leave. I'd be barefoot sometimes. <laughs> People had to think I was a heathen, bro. I was some sort of marauder. I really was, though. I was yiping that high C for sure. <laughs> Fucking crushing up triple C's and throwing it in there. We did that once. Crushed up some triple C's and threw it in the threw it in the high C that we stole. <laughs> that I stole. We split it between like five of us, and there was definitely not enough. We basically all faked a high and then watched Shrek, I think. (laughs) But, you know, it's the thought that counts, I guess. (laughs) You can say I did it. Yeah, it was good times, man. In the dorms. I played so much Peggle in the dorms, man. 
I gotta download Peggle somehow. I'm gonna start challenging people. And be like, motherfucker, you better play Peggle right now. If I got Zayden into Peggle, oh my god. That game goes so hard. You can 1v1 people. And it's basically... The person with the highest points wins. And, you know, if you've ever played Peggle, it's basically like a... I don't even know how to really describe it. It's like a ball shooting game, but you have to... Like, there's a lot of little pegs uh, all over the board. And some of them are, like, blue. And there's, like, a certain number of orange ones. And you had to hit so many orange ones to win if you're just playing normal Peggle. Like, when you hit the last orange one, you win the map. And that is sort of the same in... Uh, the 1v1s, whoever hits the last one gets like the final shot, bonuses and all that shit. But highest score wins. So me and my dorm friends, and there was like, at the height of our tournaments, we were running like 8 or 10 man tournaments on Peggle. <laughs> In the dorms, 1v1ing, doing best of threes. <laughs> Shit was insane. Shit was absolutely insane. And you know. You know I'm the two-time. I won back to back. I'm just like Dr. Disrespect, bro. (laughs) I cheated on my wife. (laughs) But I really did. I won the first Peggle tournament. I won the second Peggle tournament. And I might be capping, but I feel like I want another one. But I don't remember, so probably not. <laughs> we actually had a pretty, like, we had a pretty d- diverse victory pool. We probably did, like, 10 or 12 tournaments. We had this poster that I think got lost in the ether. Or hopefully it's out there somewhere. I need to find a photo of it. Because it had the names of all the tournaments on it. And it was a panda hitting a hookah. And the, most of the poster was just white background. And on the sides, we would write the name of the tournaments and who won. And like, my homie's girlfriend won one. This random guy named Matt, shout out to him. You know, we would hang out with him every now and then. He's a cool motherfucker. He won one. Um, I'm pretty sure my homie Raymond won one. I think... I think this dude named Shane won one as well, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember if Clayton or Johnny ever ever won one. <laughs> they might be... They might be garbage. <laughs> and did Corey win one? I don't know, there was a whole bunch of us, like, there was such a long line of those tournaments, too, but you know, I was talking hella shit, playing Peggle, (laughs) calling myself the two-time and pounding my chest and shit, (laughs) shit would get intense, and we had, we had, like, rules to get, (laughs) to, like, make it, you know, as fair as fuck, like we banned, there was a gentleman's agreement to not play with this one character, because like there's different characters you can play have, play as, and they all have like different abilities to help you, and we banned the, uh, this one called the Owl, um, <coughs> I actually don't remember his actual name, but he's just an owl, and he's like wise and shit, so his power is... If you hit the green peg, which is how you activate your power up, it basically gives you a zen shot, your next shot, right? So basically a zen shot, pretty much no matter where you shoot the ball, like it'll it'll give you like a uh, an arrow showing like how it's going to bounce. But no matter where you shoot it, it's going to do the most insane shit possible. <coughs> And be this the perfect shot to get you 
multiple oranges, which is what you want. And, like, it'll, like, basically maximize your points, like, on one of those shots. And usually, if you use the Zen shot, because there's two green pegs on the board in Peggle. And <laughs> I'm going deep on Peggle right now. <laughs> there's two green pegs. You hit one green peg, activate your Zen shot, you shoot your Zen, zen shot, and it usually incorporates it somehow. So you get both of them. So you get two. You're pretty much guaranteed two unless the you know the other guy hits a green peg before you do. So we banned that shit. And then we also had um, just like general rules. The main rule, and this is the one, <laughs> this is the one <laughs> that uh, um that was probably the most important and that was the NS rule the nigga shoot rule <laughs> when somebody was taking a super long time to like line up their shot you'd be like yo bro NS come on and you get one NS that's all you get and then you have to you have to shoot your shot <laughs> And we would be strict about it too. We people would start yelling. <laughs> like you get one. And it was always like there was no set time to be like how long until you get an NS. But you know, we kinda kept it, you know, it was usually it would be like a minute or two. You know, you get some time to line your shot. Especially if people can kind of see like, oh, he's going for something crazy, like, you know, they'll give you some leeway, but eventually, bro. Shoot the ball. Let's go. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I want to play Peggle so bad now. I need to. It's in my veins. I need to figure out how to play it. I bet I could get it on my PS4. That would go hard. I'm going to play some fucking Peggle tournaments now. But holy smokes, folks. I am so tired. I was in NASCAR mode, grilling meat mode, selling shit mode, fucking drinking beers and looking at a sea of RVs mode. That shit was wild. I need to post a couple pictures that I took. There was like fireworks going off and you could stand on this little balcony thing. On the top of the tour bus we were staying in. Like it had like a platform up there with rails. And we put a bunch of chairs up there. So we would hang out up there. And watch. People. (laughs) Basically. There was like a stage like 50 yards away. Maybe a little more. Maybe it was more like 70 yards. 80 yards. So like. And it was facing away from us. So, like, the music wasn't blasting us. And we weren't, like, involved with the crowd. But, you know, we were behind the stage. So you could still hear it. So I was jamming out. And we were just kind of hanging out up there. I had a dab pen with me. So, you know, I was ripping that. I'm a giant pussy. So I didn't bring it back with me. Not having my bag threw me off, bro. I was like, how am I going to smuggle this now? But then I remembered while I was going through TSA... After I already put the dab pen down, I was like, they don't give a fuck. I just had to put it amongst my other things. So the people I were with, I was with didn't see me have it. But other than that, like, they don't care. So rip me. I'm a giant dummy. And I don't get my fucking wheel dab pen thing. Oh, well. I ain't going to stress over, like, less than half a cart. Stoicism would say otherwise. Last night was a really good test of like my, you know, letting shit bother me. And I did a great job, honestly. Like I was taking each one of those stupid, stupid punches just right off the chin. And like I wasn't worrying about any of it. Like when the dude threw up, I was like, ah, of course. You know, like what the fuck? You know, I had I had my what the fuck, and then 
after that, I'm just, like, laughing and getting amused at all, like, you know, the reactions of other people and, like, you know, the shit going around it. Because, you know, like, what what the hell am I going to do? The dude threw up. You know, we get to the gate, and I can tell, like, the people I'm with are, like, fucking vibrating. They're like, dude, we got to get off this plane. I was like, man, I'm down to run with y'all, but, like, I'm, you know, if we don't make it, (laughs) and we ended up not making it, like, it's not the end of the world. I was honestly looking for an excuse to to not come into work today, but what are you going to do? We did it. I did the thing. I put in some solid time. And now I am going to wrap up this podcast so I can go to sleep, so I can wake up for a little bit and do some casting. And I will see you guys later. But we are going to end with the gentleman's prayer and be sure to be checking these out on my Twitter. It's tmorg20 tmorgg20. I'm coming for the guy that just has the clean tmorg as his handle. I'll take him out, bro. I'll take him out and fucking you know? I'll give him one of those. But you can also find these on YouTube. Good after morning. so let's wrap it up with the gentleman's prayer I'm a man and I can change if I have to I guess alright everybody keep your stick on the ice don't put your dick in a toaster um, you know, shake it twice you're playing with yourself. Um, don't let the big bugs bite and have a holly jolly Christmas, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs>